We're wrapping up the month of November, and we're doing so getting a chance to talk about a Penn State win. Man, it feels good. I'm Kevin McGuire. This is Locked On Nittany Lions. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, November 30th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Yes, this is Locked On Nittany Lions, and for the first time in 2020, the calendar year of 2020, not just the college football season, we are talking about a Penn State win. Man, it was a long time coming, but the day finally arrived. Courtesy of a 27-17 victory on the road this weekend against the Michigan Wolverines up in Ann Arbor. A rare road win for Penn State at Michigan. And, of course, a much-needed win to kind of start to find some reason to feel good about what has been truly a lost season for Penn State. But now, one win under their belts. A couple of manageable games potentially coming up to close out the regular season as currently scheduled possible chance to maybe even go to a bowl game. It's going to be one of the topics we'll keep an eye on throughout this week. But today we are reacting one final time to Penn State's victory against the Michigan Wolverines. Before we get into today's episode and kind of share some final thoughts on the first win of the season for Penn State, I want to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast on your favorite podcasting app. It doesn't matter if you are listening to us on Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you're using to listen to our podcast right now, please take a moment. Just make sure you are subscribed by hitting whatever subscribe button is out there. And then if you want to help us out a little bit more, leave a rating, leave a review. Your feedback is greatly appreciated, and it does tremendously help us as we continue to try and grow our show on these various podcasting apps. And I know that the football season is sort of somewhat winding down, but here's hoping that we're going to get a bowl game to cover as well moving forward. So lots of stuff to get you coming back, hopefully, for more Penn State commentary from me as we continue on throughout the rest of the season. And then head into whatever's going to happen in the offseason. And of course, we invite you to connect with us on our social media platforms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all under the same username of Locked On Nittany. So go ahead and search for Locked On Nittany on all those social media platforms. Give us a follow, give us a like, uh, send us your DMs, whatever the case may be. We look forward to interacting with you in as many different ways as possible. And it is always more fun to be able to react and discuss things with you when we are talking about a Penn State win. So without any further ado, let's go on with today's episode, recapping one final time Penn State's 27-17 victory against the Michigan Wolverines. So I've been saying all season long that I really did feel as though there is something going right within this Penn State program, despite what an 0-5 record going into last weekend's game would traditionally indicate. This was not a program that I saw quitting on the season, and I've been saying that for the past how many weeks now. Even though they start games off poorly, they do battle back. They do play better in the second half. They don't roll over and and just go through the motions and just wait until they can go home uh, on the bus and just go back to their dorms, whatever the case may be. This was a Penn State team that I really did feel had some character in them for the way that they continue to power through and try to compete, even though things weren't going well they weren't necessarily letting that affect them in the grand scheme of things they still played 60 minutes now obviously the first 30 minutes were a big problem for Penn State and that's why it was very encouraging to me 
to see Penn State start the game off on Saturday afternoon in Ann Arbor in the big house without fans, of course, but go right down the field and for just the second time all year, take a first quarter possession and score a touchdown. And of course, it helped even more that it came at the very start of the game. Similar to how they open up the season against Indiana, Penn State marches right down the field, running the football very physically, very well, getting some plays out of Parker Washington, your another uh, young up-and-coming wide receiver that is starting to generate some buzz. He had a fantastic performance against Michigan. And of course, Sean Clifford back in the starting role, as I thought he might be for this game, and never giving Penn State head coach James Franklin an opportunity or a reason to go with Will Levis on a more frequent basis. We did see Will Levis at times, but it wasn't one of those situations where Sean Clifford was ineffective, so they were, they were forced to make a quarterback change. And that's why I came away from this weekend's game thinking there's a very good chance now that Penn State will be able to find a way to end this season with some positivity. Again, to the casual viewer, a losing record could still be a losing record. You know, three and five, three and six, four and five, whatever the case may be. There's going to be some negativity about the fact that Penn State is going to end the year probably with a losing record. Again, it's not entirely out of the possibility that Penn State can break even this year. But again, we'll get into that a little bit later. But my main takeaway is you finally saw a Penn State team that put it together in the first half. They didn't make those mistakes that had been costing them all season long. They gave up a long run on defense, but overall, the defense played pretty well against Michigan on the road. And of course, the offense, again, did not make those mistakes that had been killing them all season long. There was one moment where it looked like they had a fumble that was returned by Michigan for a touchdown in the first quarter. Fortunately for Penn State, the instant replay review comes to their benefit and rules, I believe that was Parker Washington, that had the, the, the fumble or at the time ruled a fumble and they ruled that he was down uh, with his knee on the ground and it was the right call. So that was a, a fortunate uh, benefit of the Big Ten replay coming to Penn State's aid at that point in time. Again, if you look later in the game, there were some questionable officiating decisions and more so the fact that there's a ridiculous rule about not being able to bat a ball in bounds or to keep it in bounds. We're not going to get into that today because today we're celebrating a win for Penn State going to one in five overall. It seems very weird to say that one in five kind of changes the whole outlook of a season, but there is a slight difference between being one in five and oh and six. And if this Penn State team was coming back from Michigan, oh and six, they've got games against Rutgers and Michigan State left and the way things have been going, those are certainly not easy games. And, you know, quite honestly, those are still not easy games given the way that Rutgers played has played this season and Michigan State's coming off a win against Northwestern of all teams. So, there are still going to be some challenges ahead for this Penn State team if they want to end the season on a high note. But Penn State is now set to go into their final two regular season scheduled games right now with a quarterback who has every reason to feel as confident as he says he has always been. We're going to talk a little bit more about Sean Clifford coming up in our next segment. But before we get to that, I want to let you guys know that I realize a lot of you are probably getting back to a full work week this week. Maybe you had a four-day weekend come off of that Thanksgiving holiday, and you got to go back into the grind. And I, I know you're probably already dreading it right now as we are here on a Monday getting set for a new work week. And eventually, you're going to want some opportunities to just kind of kick back and relax. And, you know, this is going to be a busy time of year at the holidays here. So now is as important a time as ever to make sure you've got your moments to chill. And what better way to chill than kicking back 
relaxing, watching Penn State go for their second win of the season this weekend and popping open a nice, cool, refreshing Coors Light. That's right, Coors Light, it is literally made to chill. It is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And you know what else is refreshing? The fact that Penn State actually has a win. Right? I mean, is that not a great reason to celebrate as well? Of course, you want to celebrate responsibly, according to our friends at the Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado. But Coors Light makes it easy to make sure that you have all the Coors Light and cool, refreshing beverages you need. And if your fridge is running low, guess what? You don't even have to leave the house to get more Coors Light in your house and in your fridge. All you have to do is load up on your phone, get.coorslight.com. And you can find out how you can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door without even leaving the house. They've got contactless delivery. And if they don't have it available in your area yet, guess what? They're working on it. They're going to get it to you. And they are continuing to grow this service moving forward. So if you need some Coors Light in your fridge for the upcoming weekend, make sure you go to get.coorslight.com and get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I do have some thoughts about Sean Clifford and the performance he had and what to expect out of him over the coming weeks. But first, I want to make sure you guys know that in tomorrow's episode, it is our Tuesday episode, and that means it is Twitter Tuesday. So what you want to do is send us your questions about Penn State, the Big Ten, college football in general, retro video games it doesn't matter no topic is off the table of discussion on twitter tuesday so send us in your questions today and as long as they are in by let's say 4 p.m eastern they will be guaranteed to be answered in tomorrow's podcast so send in your questions the best way to do that is to send us your questions on our twitter account at locked on nittany so give us a follow there and make sure you send in your questions now so that we can answer your questions and read your comments about penn state and anything else in general in tomorrow's episode it's a lot of fun we can make it more fun by getting more of you guys involved so make sure you send us your questions again nothing off the table of discussion All right, so Sean Clifford certainly had one of those games where you kind of regain some of the faith in what he is able to do. And I know it probably took a little while to get here, but for the first time all season long, you saw Sean Clifford that was confident. You saw Sean Clifford that was focused and kind of ready to make things happen. And again, I've said before that I don't necessarily think that Penn State's in a good position when Sean Clifford runs as much as he does, but there is no question that there is a benefit to having Sean Clifford have that ability to make a play. Obviously, he had a 20-something yard uh, touchdown run that was very key uh, for Penn State in their victory here. It was one of the big scores in that, I believe, that second quarter that really kind of separated Penn State from Michigan. And that's what you see. Obviously, there is... There is an argument that suggests that Penn State's offense is better when the quarterback is moving around, and I do tend to believe that. Uh, I do think that certainly when it comes to running the football, you want to have your running backs kind of carry that load so Sean Clifford doesn't have to do it all the time. And maybe I think he was putting some more pressure on himself to do that a little bit earlier on when the running back situation certainly took a nasty turn. But now you see... Uh, especially with the, the emergence of Kevon Lee and how physical he is as a runner. I, I think the next couple of weeks, we're going to see much more of him carrying the football while Sean Clifford is certainly going to take pick and choose the right opportunities to run. And again, this all falls back on the offensive line really stepping things up. And I thought the offensive line certainly had a better game because not only did you get the running game in motion, but Sean Clifford was able to uh, scan the field a little bit better. 
make some plays to some of his wide receivers. Uh, you know, Dehan Dotson didn't have one of those big games, but he had a couple of good catches along the way. This is a game where Parker Washington certainly stepped up, but it really falls back on the level of play that you saw out of the quarterback. And again, Sean Clifford didn't have a game that's going to overly impress a lot of people, especially when you look at the box score. He only had 160-something passing yards, something along those lines. So it wasn't like a it was a huge day throwing the football, but it was a confidence-boosting day. And I think that Sean Clifford certainly needed that for himself. And I think that Penn State's entire offense really benefited from that. Now, again, say what you will about the level of competition. Michigan's defense, uh, while Don Brown gets plenty of attention and recognition as one of the better defense coordinators out there, Penn State has sort of had their number the last couple of years. Uh, certainly, uh, the last couple of years, Penn State's offense has managed to find something that has worked against the Don Brown defense. And I know Michigan has their struggles. There's no question about that. They've, they're on a pretty similar storyline that we've seen from Penn State this year with a lot of... Uh, you know, steps back, uh, some players uh, moving on for one reason or another. There's a lot of uh, new faces filling in some big shoes uh, across the board with this Michigan program. And you've got a young, a lot of young players too, sort of like what we're seeing now at Penn State. So this was certainly a game that was there for the taking. And I thought it was interesting that I believe Michigan opened up as a four-point favorite against Penn State, and that line had dwindled down to a one-point edge in favor of the Wolverines. So the line was certainly telling me something after I made my official predictions Maybe I should have watched that line a little bit closer as the week was progressing, but you know, the line was swinging in Penn State's favor. So I, I think that there is something to be said that you know Penn State can go out and prove that they can win a game. And there is nothing that uh, can give you, your whole team, much more confidence than actually winning a game, especially on the road against a division rival. Now, I'm just going to say this. I'm recording this podcast on Sunday, and I don't typically stray from the narrative of what I'm reading right now, but I just watched former Penn State kicker Robbie Gold kick a game-winning field goal for the San Francisco 49ers against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, Robbie Gold still out there making things happen. Kudos to him. Kudos to the 49ers. Uh, Robbie Gold, one of my fantasy kickers for a long time. Good to see the good things happening at the next level for a former Nittany Lion, Robbie Gold. It's amazing that he is still around doing his thing. So kudos to him for that. Getting back on track, Sean Clifford, absolutely a fantastic performance as far as regaining that confidence. And again, he has made a number of mistakes, but he knows that. And I think that's why he was a little bit on edge, I think, in some of his postgame comments. It kind of rubbed some people a little roughly, but I, I think that was blowing off some steam and finally realizing that, you know, things have not been going well, but Sean Clifford is still a pretty darn good quarterback. And for him to regain some of that confidence or at least display that that confidence is back, he's always kind of defended that he hasn't lost confidence. And I think he just has been frustrated at times. And that's okay. That happens sometimes. But now you've got that win under your belt. You've got the better performance under your belt. You didn't make any mistakes that really cost your team, certainly with turnovers directly leading to points. And now you got a chance to go out and end the season on a little bit of a run. And will it be enough to get into a bowl game? Potentially. It might be. And that's something we'll talk a little bit more probably on Wednesday's episode. But I do think that what we're seeing now from Penn State is this team certainly has not quit on the year. And now they've got a chance to end the season on a high note or as high a note as you can get after an 0-5 start. And that is not to be overlooked. I think that there truly is something to the testament of the will and character of this program. And honestly, that starts with your head coach and it trickles down to your team captains, Sean Clifford, a team captain, 
absolutely deserving of a moment of glory and a moment to just kind of realize that, yeah, this team's going to be okay. All right, if you're like me, you have eaten way too much food over the past few days over the Thanksgiving holiday, maybe an extended weekend for you, and it's okay. It's that holiday season. We all got to watch our figure just a little bit every now and then, but we know what's coming this month. Christmas cookies, all kinds of holiday treats, parties maybe, we'll see, but you're not going to eat very well, most likely between now and the end of the year. And that's okay because Built Bar is going to help you stay on track with your diet. They are perfect for the person who is looking to lose or maintain weight. And that is very essential this time of year. Believe me, I know I put on a few extra pounds traditionally throughout this time of the year, uh, but I'm hoping that I can keep things within my limits here with Built Bar. They are the protein bars that taste just like a chocolate bar, and they're even more deliciouser than they've ever been before. They've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisps. Those are just some of the newer flavors that they have, but they also have those old standbys like coconut, peanut butter brownie, salty caramel, mint brownie. I know these sound like the flavors that are going to put you over the scale a little bit, but they're really not. They are made with the kind of ingredients that are perfect for your body and perfect for keeping you feeling full and on the go. And if you want to check them out for yourself, I highly advise you to do so. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You're going to get 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, they'll even throw in a free cooler with your purchase. So you're saving 20% off by using the promo code. You're getting a free cooler. All you got to do is put some of those built Bars in the refrigerator, throw them in that cooler when you go to your workout or go to work the next day. It's going to be a great treat. Just take it from me. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On. you'll get 20% off your next order. One more time, use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. I'm sure you probably know this already, but there's a lot of great content around the entire Locked On Podcast Network. And if you're looking for some NFL commentary, you want to make sure you check out Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lock On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Nittany Lions for continuing ongoing coverage of the Penn State Nittany Lions. With me, Kevin McGuire, again, new episodes five days a week. We also throw out some bonus content too. So if you follow us on our Twitch channel, uh, you know that we do a live post-game stream reaction or live post-game reaction stream <laughs> shortly after the conclusion of every Penn State game now. Uh, so we had some fun getting a chance to do one of those live reactions following Saturday's win against Michigan. We will do so once again this weekend against uh, Rutgers once that game goes uh, to a final. And of course, this week, uh, Penn State will be playing Rutgers in New Jersey, a big game for the Scarlet Knights, who are just coming off another win against the Purdue Boilermakers. It's their second win of the season. And I got to say, Greg Schiano has Rutgers playing some pretty good football. I know, you know two wins this year doesn't necessarily suggest that Rutgers is playing better football this year, but my goodness, this is a much more enjoyable team to watch than they have been in recent years. And I think Greg Schiano has certainly injected some uh, new life into this program. And this is going to be a statement game opportunity for Rutgers. I mean, if there's one game that Rutgers wants to win, every season it's going to be this game this week because there is no question that when you're when, when you are Rutgers 
one of the biggest things you're looking to do is take down Penn State, okay? Because for years, for decades, for, uh, you know, not centuries, but for for generations, and Penn State has been the uh, the big program in this region. And Rutgers is, while they've had their moments, they have certainly been flying well under that radar. Of course, the series history is totally lopsided by Penn State over the, the Scarlet Knights. But Penn State has struggled a little bit this year. There's no question about that. Even coming off a win, you still have to be on high alert because there's not necessarily any indication that that's going to carry over. Uh, certainly with another road game against a team that is going to be very fired up to play Penn State. And they have been playing some pretty fun football. Greg Schiano has certainly held nothing back. This is a program that is not afraid to uh, you know take some chances throwing the football. They're certainly going to throw out some trick plays to try and catch Penn State off guard as they did a couple weeks ago against Ohio State. You got to be prepared for everything because there would be nothing more that would help Rutgers as far as recruiting is concerned than to get a win against Penn State. And I'm sure James Franklin is going to be reminding his players of that all week long. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what the strategy is when you're trying to make that point to your team. I don't know if you want to go overboard with it, but I certainly feel like as far as James Franklin's concerned, he has to be very aware that of that that's going to be one of the focuses for Rutgers uh, this weekend. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens now with Penn State going on the road. They are opening up as a pretty sizable favorite against Rutgers. I think I saw 10 points. That might be a little bit high, but I think I saw Penn State open up as a 10-point favorite against Rutgers, which to me, I honestly, I thought that was a little bit high. But you know, I think uh, you know, anytime you see Penn State and Rutgers on the board, I think uh, Penn State's going to get a few points just for the fact that they are Penn State and not Rutgers. I'm double-checking this right now. And yes, uh, Ben Jones from statecollege.com. I saw him retweet uh, Circa Sports, uh, their initial odds. Uh, Penn State, a 10-point favorite against Rutgers. I'll be very curious to see how that line is adjusted throughout the week. Um, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. But uh, 10 points, just given where we have seen Penn State this season and where I've seen Rutgers this year, I thought 10 points was actually a little bit high. Uh, so we'll see. You know, Obviously, this this week goes on. Maybe that line's going to change. But uh, I might be a little bit inclined to say that Rutgers plus 10 is a line I would be comfortable with. But I do think we have seen now some glimpses from Penn State and their potential of what they can potentially do with the roster they have in front of them right now. Obviously, uh, the, the defense played better. The offense certainly played better. Uh, you saw Kevon, uh, Kevon Lee really have a breakout performance against Michigan uh, after showing some glimpses in previous weeks. So I really do feel like he's going to be the guy that's going to be very difficult for opposing defenses the rest of the way. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch running the football. Parker Washington, if he continues to contribute in the passing game, the way that he did this weekend uh, against Michigan, uh, he and Jahan Dotson are going to be a pretty good combo for Sean Clifford to work with. And I do think that Sean Clifford's going to be the quarterback the rest of the way. I really don't see any reason why that would not be the case. Again, you know, throw Will Levison uh, from time to time if that's still something you want to try. But you know, Sean Clifford's going to be the guy that is going to be the, in charge of this offense for the rest of the season. And I believe he should be. And I'm not just saying that because they're coming off a win, but I really did feel as though, uh, you know, certainly he had his tough moments, but I don't know if he was all necessarily to blame. And I feel like he can clean up some of the mistakes that he was making earlier in the year. He certainly did that against Michigan. We'll see what it's in store as we go for throughout the week. 
I am trying to get a guest to come on and talk a little bit about Rutgers. It might be a little bit difficult for me to do that uh, just because I have reached out to a couple of people, but I'm still kind of uh, trying to work out schedules. So I don't know what's going to happen with that yet. So there is a chance we may not have a guest to talk about Rutgers this week, but I will say I've watched a good amount of Rutgers this year. So uh, I don't know how many people can actually say that that aren't paid to cover Rutgers or are fans of Rutgers. So I will try to give you the best uh, Rutgers knowledge I possibly can as the week unfolds. But again, tomorrow will be our Twitter Tuesday episode. So if you have any questions about uh, this previous game against Michigan or the upcoming game against Rutgers or what could be in store down the line, make sure you do that. On Wednesday, I think we're actually going to dive a little bit into the the best case scenario for the rest of the year. I know we did this before the season started with a best case scenario and a worst case scenario. I don't need to tell you what the worst case scenario is here, but I do think it would be pretty interesting to see what could potentially happen if Penn State does find a way to win out the rest of the games. Uh, so I'm not throwing Penn State into the surprise Big Ten championship. Nobody else can come out of the East situation scenario. But uh, I do think that we could be talking about a bowl game now. And that that excites me. It should excite you too. And I'm sure it's definitely something to play for at this point in time. You know, obviously, if they came out of this past weekend 0-6, much different story. Bowl games are completely out of the picture as far as I'm concerned if they weren't already. And I still think it might be difficult to get Penn State into a bowl game. But I think it's back on the table. It really is. And I think that that's something to shoot for coming down the stretch here. If this Penn State team has that confidence boost that this win could potentially have for them, we could be seeing Penn State in a bowl game this year. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Penn State's got to go 1-0 this week, of course. And I'm sure James Franklin, if he hasn't done it already, I'm sure the tweet is coming any second now. Rutgers, 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 Rutgers. You know, you know his shtick. And uh, I'm sure that's going to have some people rolling their eyes a little bit. But hey, that's what he does. And he's been doing this every week for how many seasons now? Um, I don't remember the first time he did that kind of a tweet, though. It may have been. After that uh, block six against Ohio State that led to the Big Ten championship game, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the first time that I visibly remember it or vividly remember him doing something along those lines. But we'll see what this week has in store. It should be a pretty interesting week. Uh, We'll obviously keep an eye on all of the headlines that are coming around the program as we move forward. They're still in a position now where players opting out is not uncommon uh, around the country right now. I know LSU just lost uh, Terrence uh, uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, one of their best wide receivers, uh, they just they just lost over the weekend, LSU did, and their best wide receiver has opted out officially on Sunday, declaring for the NFL draft. So, you know, Penn State's still record-wise in that kind of category where you could see players potentially decide to opt out. I'm not saying there will be opt-outs, but, you know, we're coming down the stretch of the season. We all know what's going on out there. Uh, there still could be some concerns, and, you know, Penn State would be some one of those programs that, could be in a position where you know, a player could decide that, all right, it's not enough. Uh, I'm going to take it easy the rest of the year. And I wouldn't hold anything against any player that does that, but I, I hate to end this episode on a sour note. So I will say once again, Penn State beat Michigan. <laughs> How cool is that? It's the first time that they've won back-to-back games against Michigan um, since winning, what was it, four straight games between 2000. I forget the years off the top of my head. I should have uh, written this down before I went in there. But I will say, Sean Clifford is the third quarterback in Penn State program history to win back-to-back games against the Michigan Wolverines. And I put this out on Twitter, but the other two were Daryl Clark and Wally Richardson. So there you go. A Wally Richardson reference to close out today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. 
And yeah, Derek Clark, hey, if you happen to be listening to this, I'm going to be in touch with you, man, because I know uh, throughout the idea of maybe bringing you on the podcast at some point, I would love to make that happen. So if you're listening, send me a DM so I know you heard this. But I am going to, uh, again, I am going to try and reach out and see if we can get a guest to talk about Rutgers a little bit uh, this week. So stay tuned. Lots of stuff to get into as the week unfolds. We'll keep an eye out on everything that's going on. We didn't get a chance to react to everything that happened in the Big Ten and elsewhere around the country over this weekend, so maybe we'll do a little bit more of that in tomorrow's episode as well. Again, tomorrow will be Twitter Tuesday, so send in your questions now so you can make sure they are answered and addressed in tomorrow's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. We are available on all the major podcasting platforms. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Overcast, whatever you're using to listen to podcasts these days. Subscribe, rate, and review. really helps us out, and we genuinely appreciate all the feedback and support you guys can lend us. You can also connect with us on all of our social media platforms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username Locked on Nittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And of course, I've got some college football content, a lot of Big Ten content, and sometimes some Penn State content over on athlonsports.com. So make sure you check that all out as well. That's it for me today, guys. Have a great day. Get your week started on the right foot. Go 1-0 today because you can't go 1-0 this week unless you start 1-0 today. That's the way I feel about it. So anyway, have a great day. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.